slang terms, we call it Captain Save a Ho. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard um, that. In psychology, they call it White Knight Syndrome. And they call it that because, you know, the the man on the white horse is coming to save the day. And so yeah. they kind of titled it uh, White Knight Syndrome. But um Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to the Creating Love Together okay, podcast. Hold up. hold up. The last two episodes, you've done the intro. Okay, go ahead. Cut. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Go ahead, continue. See, that's why you rely on me. I start the episodes. You know, don't change the structure, woman. It is true because you know you are the creator and I'm the refiner. Yeah, so that means you submit to what I want. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> WTF? I'm creating this show. Um, I think it's my kidding. show. It is. All okay, right. Isn't the title "Creating Love"? Together, together. together. <laughs> you dork. So, uh, yeah, you know, this podcast, uh, I'm controlling the topic now. You controlled the last topic. I, I control this topic. You can, how about instead of saying you control it, you are going to take charge. I'm going to take charge. Sounds AKA better than your control. control. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, we got a, a, another question from Facebook. We're going to talk about it in a little bit, uh, but it has to do with the best relationship advice. So I would stick around for that. But I wanted to talk about the signs of like being a savior inside of a relationship. Have you heard that terminology before? Oh, yeah. Um, I know that I thoroughly uh, uh, took the took that role yeah. you know slang terms we call it captain save a ho <laughs> oh really yeah i've never heard um, that in psychology they call it white knight syndrome and they call it that because you know the the man on the white horse is coming to save the day and so yeah they kind of titled it uh white knight syndrome but um i like it uh saviorhood uh thinking that uh, you're going to be a savior so I, how have uh, you've heard that before and what do you kind of correlate that with um, codependency. Oh, <laughs> codependency. I think I just made your uh, skin crawl. Codependency. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think it's, um, if you're always looking for someone to save you, you're not looking to quote unquote, save yourself. Um, you're looking for someone to take responsibility. Ooh. So I would imagine this, this mindset, if I am, uh, okay. There's, so there's two sides to the to the the coin here is that there is the white knight that is the the savior here and then there's this person that um that needs to be rescued the damsel in distress i think we're taught this story from from very young age right yeah. the princess is stuck up mm. in the castle and she needs to be rescued and i'm yep. the knight in shining armor and yep. i gotta show up like it's in deep inside Disney of our 101. culture <laughs> <laughs> But boy, do we uh, take on these roles and they're yeah. kind of sick. They are both sides, neither side, the savior side, plus the one wanting to be rescued all the time. Um, neither are healthy. Right. And it's because the ultimate goal in relationships, whether parent, child, um, husband, wife, boss, employee, it should be an interdependent relationship. Because if it's constantly a codependent, 
It is so unhealthy. Yeah. So I wrote down a word because it just rings home to me. And that is uh, rescuing our children. Oh, Uh, okay. I'm looking at your paper and couldn't see what that said. (laughs) You're not supposed to be interpret. (laughs) You know, geniuses have terrible handwriting. We know this. Ask doctors. Okay. Um, (laughs) White Knight Syndrome inside of parenting. Yeah. And that is, so uh, children are always put themselves in the need to be rescued, the need uh, uh, trouble uh, situations and all this different stuff. And then uh, coming to save the day, bail out of the problems, um, all of this different stuff comes into play with that, right? Yeah. So, you know, just kind of getting this personal, I'm not going to call anybody out, honey. Um, (laughs) uh, So I'll just call myself out. Are you calling me out? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Um, so for me, I am very, I'm very independent. Always have been. No way. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> shocking revelation there. Uh, my mom would get, even, not so much anymore, but she used to get so mad at me because I was so independent, it made her sick. Mm-hmm. And she hated it. Um, and so for me, because I am so independent, I want to raise our children in a manner that they are independent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they do not rely upon us for every little thing. I want them to be raised in a way that they can say no when they need to and they can say yes when they need to. Yeah. Or want to. Um, but if it's, you know, like we had one kid who um, we would be making dinner and, well, do I put this in next? You would say, mm-hmm. what would You're you right. say? Um, I'm white knight. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to save the day. What is your difficulty? What is your problem? Cause I'm going to solve it for you because you need my help. Yes. So uh, you would say, yes, you put that ingredient in next. Yeah. So give the answers. I would say mm-hmm. you've made this five times. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think you need it? You, you do next. Yeah, well, here's the frustrating part. So the person on the other end is going to get extremely, uh, extremely frustrated because they have to make a choice. They don't yes. feel thoroughly equipped to make the choice <laughs> because they never had to make the choice before because Mr. White Knight always came and saved a day. So this yeah. is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I can talk about this for at least two hours because um, cause I am. <laughs> and I'm the opposite. I'm the complete opposite. And so, you know, there's times that like I can look at you and be like, oh my gosh, let them make that choice. Uh-huh. They know the answer, but they're coming to you to be the savior. Yeah. And I'm sure you look at me the same way. Just tell them what they want to know. Yeah. Instead of well, what do you think? Yeah. Or you've done this, you know. So I'm sure we look at each other in the same manner. It's like, you know, just tell them, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. Is it frustrating for you when I'm, I'm very stoic like that? No, I think, um, so there is a natural tendency, but then there's this powerful awareness of like that. My natural inclination is to do that. And so, no, I don't really, you know, as I am reflective, like if you calling me out about the situation, um, then I would have got defensive and you know, that sort of thing. So, um, no, I see, I see these things. Not only do I see this inside of myself, I see this inside of politics and culture and, and religion. I see, I see this white knightism 
you know, thoroughly in each area of our life, uh, in, in society. But the ultimate symptom is, is that these good people, they're wonderful. I'm wonderful. You have the best of intention. You're not doing anything to hurt people. Let's talk about this. Is that I, I feel good when I help people, right? Yeah. So what an amazing quality. Like we all need this in the world. This is where the dysfunction comes from. Right. And that, but here's, here's, here's the reality that I can only feel good when I'm helping another person. Should that be the case? Absolutely not. No, because is life really, um, about helping people 24 seven. And here's a major thing that we get ourselves into. We attach our purpose to that. And we say, you know what? My purpose in this life is to help people. And what that translates is I'm supposed to be this white knight. I'm, 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 I'm going to go through every, all my relationships and I'm going to come and save the day. I'm going to put on my cape. Dun, 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 dun. Here I am. Yeah. You know? And so this is where the function, dysfunction gets deep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Trying to show up and, and really save and rescue people, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the the key thing is to understand which side you're on. Are you the, are you Superman <laughs> or are you the stoic one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or the, uh, the other part of that is that you are the or, the victim, the one that actually needs to be rescued because we're not doubting this situation. We're not doubting this situation that there are people that are ignorant and they put themselves repeatedly in situations and they cause themselves a lot of pain. And so there's no doubt that these people are out there, but we both contribute to each other's dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. So there are three, three roles. You're the savior, you're the stoic one, or you're the one wanting to be rescued. Yeah, absolutely. So there are, um, there's some dysfunction in, in here and that is that I need to, I need to do that role in order for me to feel good. And it gives me a sense of validation because I need to be needed. Now this happens a lot with, uh, intellectual and to smart people, right? They, they are smart. They are intelligent. Um, they need validation that they're smart. Therefore they need to come alongside ignorant people and get them smart. <laughs> You know what I mean? So there's this yin and yang to the dysfunction. And I think um, being willing to look at that and be honest about it is key to really stopping that sort of behavior. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we've kind of picked apart the, 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 um, the white, no, the white white knight. knight. White knight. I was wanting to say white coat and I'm like, I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about the stoic one for me? And I don't even know if I'm calling it right. Yeah. Um, So the overuse of that string, let's talk about that. Okay. So the, uh, from that point, uh, point of view that, you know, everybody is personally responsible for their own problems. They might very well need to be rescued. Um, so there's a sense of mindset that, um, you're responsible for you. Um, so that person can actually stand there and watch them drown. And that is like, you should have the talent and ability to do this. You should have the resources. And so suck it up, buttercup, and <laughs> get with the program. <laughs> but isn't it okay if they drown, if they learn something? No, because they might <laughs> they might die. <laughs> well, obviously, I'll step in and not let a kid die. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying but, that like a total uh, washing of the hands of any any form of assistance. Gotcha. Because we have a culture out there. Let's let's be honest. Like I'm sometimes a part of this culture where it's like, um, 
suck it up stop being a pansy deal with your crap and like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and there's this whole side i would say probably like 50 percent of the american culture and it leans more conservative that you should really like uh suck it up and deal with your your crap that leads to a lot of lack of empathy you're not hearing the people's story not really understanding their background where they're coming from and just kind of this overall cure for life is just suck it up and do your shit you know yeah. That doesn't lead to any sort of productive conversations. <laughs> Unless you're the quote unquote stoic one like me who is perfect and I have that perfect balance and <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> and I know when to say, when I know when to give the help, but I know when not to. Yeah. See, I'm perfect. There you go. Aren't you so... You're so blessed. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. You got the perfect so, one. What I wanted to point out in all this <laughs> is so each person seeks out this kind of relationship so if i'm a victim and constantly complaining and everybody else you know i'm, I'm constantly putting myself in the position to be ne- uh, rescued i am going to search for a white knight yes. if i am a white knight and i find a lot of validation and uh fixing uh i'm captain save a and I'm coming, I'm a fixer, I'm a fixer, I'm a fix this problem, I'm a fix this person. And then I'm going to naturally gravitate towards somebody who needs to be fixed. Yeah. And so the cycle of pain continues. Why do I get in the same relationships over and over and over yeah. again? Because that's what you're attracting. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens in the parent-child relationship? So say you have a parent, you... You're the, the white knight. I'm the stoic parent. What if we have the child who's the quote unquote victim? Yeah. They're always wanting to be saved by the white knight. They don't like going to the stoic one because the stoic one is going to, what do you think? It seems like you're correlating to our life. Is that what we're doing here? (laughs) Well, I thought we were talking about the parent child relationship. (laughs) But like, I'm like, seriously though, like, how do you deal with that? So because for me, it's always like, well, what do you think? Oh, you need to call Joe blow down the street. Well, okay. So you can do that. You don't have to have me do it. Yeah. But then you are okay. Well, let me find the number. Let me, let me call them for you. That's what the white knight would do. That is. So how do you do this? So children don't remain in that victim state. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll consult my therapist. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have the answer for that. What I do have the answer for is um, both people are operating from their strength. And so don't come at this as a point of like uh, a whole lot of shame and all that stuff. What we need to do is begin to each person needs to both manage their strength because the reality is is that if we call people out on their bullshit and try to hold them responsible all the time that all we are is the enforcer in their life and there's mm-hmm. no like other relationship of encouragement and and different stuff so i think on both sides it's just recognizing that you're operating that strength um that strength may not be the best uh, resource in this situation mm-hmm. that's what i feel for me personally like, so yeah, I'm good at helping people. I'm good at assisting. I, you know, um, I do have a an- answers for a lot of stuff. You do. Um, so that's a big strength. And so me coming in 
and uh, doing that steals their efficacy. It gives them not the ability to problem solve on their own. And, and it really takes the responsibility off them and it puts it on me. So um, it's not very beneficial for me to operate in that way. Mm-hmm. And then so like looking at whatever strength is being utilized that just coming to those conclusions, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think the- for me, it's like not meddling so much on the other side. It might be uh, meddling a little bit. So the one side is over encouraging and supportive. The other side is not. So me stepping back, the other person stepping up. So it's, it's going the yang of your yin. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, and I think, it, you know, it comes down to just being aware because mm-hmm. if you're not aware of a, like a, a negative or um, a fault or a strength or whatever, if you're not aware of something, then that can lead to some issues. So I think just being aware of it. Yeah. And then for like us, being okay with, it's not always, well, what do you think? Yeah. What should you do? Um, and being okay with it, sometimes you're going to just step in and give the answer. And that's 100% okay. Yeah. As long as it's not all the time. Yeah. And it's not yeah. all the time for me. And it's being met in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, I had a thought as you were talking about, um, you know, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And what I correlate that to is you come on to a job to do something and you come with a screwdriver, but you actually need a nail. And you're like, I'm confident in my screwdriver ability. Like I could do this. This is my strength. I'm going to operate inside of this. Real life. (laughs) I'm going to operate inside of this. I'm going to bring my screwdriver and I'm going to show up to the situation and I'm going to, um, utilize the tool that I feel like is best useful for the situation when that's not what needs to happen in that occasion, you know? Yeah. All right. So we're going to go into our questions, uh, from Facebook and it is, what is the best relationship advice you have, uh, been given and or heard? This one was pretty good. Yeah. I, I really have been shocked about the amount of responses we've been getting from these questions. Um, there had one of the ones I did just recently, we haven't gone over yet. I don't even know. 300 responses. Mm-hmm. It's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. But it's been fun seeing what people are saying. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, this question was a little bit hard for me because, um, you know, I had a hard time thinking about uh, relationship advice that I've been given or heard. My mind immediately went back to maybe looking at the men that were in my life and gaining a wisdom from them mm-hmm. an example from them. And it was mostly what not to do. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. And though yeah, I've had uh, some positive ones also, but I looked at those and, and uh, uh, was really considering just their, their overall bad example and, and taking that as a lesson and then looking at the couple good examples and saying, you know, I'm going to utilize that too. So, yeah. What about you? What, uh, uh, best relationship advice? Um, you know, I don't know if I have something off the top of my head to say for that. Um, I think just looking at like my past experience, I've learned a lot of what I don't want. (laughs) Um, just like you and 
in doing so, because, you know, you can see the negative a lot easier than the positive for most people. I am a very positive person, so I notice the positive a lot easier and a lot more than most people. Um, but when you notice the negative and it's like, oh, um, your ex's or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever is an asshole or they're a narcissist or they're an alcoholic or they're a drug addict or they're this, this or that. You can look at those things and be like, okay, I don't want a drug addict for a spouse. Yeah. So you look for someone who's not that. Right, right. Exactly. Um, so I think not like you were just saying, not having the positive quote unquote advice, yeah. you can still take the negative and turn it into a positive just cause that's how I roll. Um, but you can see what you don't want and be like, okay, I don't want this. So I know I'm going to want the opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that. That's really what I can think of is, you know, I looked at my uh, father and my stepfather, you know, one was very abusive. One was absentee. And, you know, I can look at that and I, I can gain a lot of wisdom, you know, I, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, managing your triggers, not being an angry person, forgiving, uh, not sedating with addiction and uh, really going down that pit of uh, PTSD and traumatic experiences and all of that stuff. And then my, my real father of just not showing up and, you know, constantly committing crimes and going to prison and all this stuff. I can get a lot of uh, wisdom from them. Yeah. I don't think there was an, their intention to give me any wisdom, but I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the positive role model in my life, who is, you know, I consider my godfather, his name is Mickey and, um, seeing the relationship that he had and still has and, uh, seeing, you know, the positive attributes, the way he showed up as a man and, uh, took care of business and stuff like that was uh, very positive. Yeah. You know, I think as far as what we've just kind of been talking about, um, maybe some really good advice would be find the positive, uh -huh. focus on the positive. Yeah, absolutely. Because it doesn't matter who you are. You can sit here and look at me and be like, here's some negative things about you. Here's some things you need to work on. And I can look at you and say the same things. Or I can look at you, well, you do this and it annoys me. And you can look at me and say, you do this and it annoys me. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on those things, then like over time, all you're going to see when you look at your spouse is negative yeah, or things that they, that annoy you. So if you can just not focus on the, those like things, um, and you can focus on the positive instead, yeah, it's going to be so highly beneficial. Yeah. So some of the responses we got were, um, never go to bed angry. Um, so you can't at least say goodnight and give a kiss. I get that, you know, yeah. you know, um, going into the next day, uh, in anger, I think, um, is not a very beneficial thing, but the only problem I have with that is like on the flip side, somebody who wants to fix something and they want to fix it now, like understanding that, okay, so this thing may not be fixed right now, but can we at least, um, uh, be calm enough to say, I love you. Good night. That's okay with me. Yeah. Because there are some things that you, you know, you, you think that, uh, we're not going to bed until this is solved. Oh my goodness. Are we really doing this right it's three now? in the morning? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, I know you have the, the mindset and the virtue that we shouldn't go to bed angry. I get that. Um, 
but really uh, come into reality as we can we can uh, speak well enough to say we'll work this out we'll be okay I love yeah. you have a good night <laughs> yeah and just kind of like remind each other we're on the same team yeah we're frustrated right now we still love each other give a hug and a kiss not drop it but you know maybe it's going to take a day before you guys can sit down and talk about it without being angry maybe it'll take two days but like don't forget to discuss whatever this issue is but just remember that you're on the same team and that you love each other and being be able to express your love before you go to sleep yeah yeah absolutely so we got a couple more responses um uh, put put God at the center. A uh, three chord strand cannot be broken. I get both of those statements. Um, God at the center. I think um, the spiritual wisdom that I have and my connection with God. I, you know, I feel like I should take that in every area of my life. And so, uh, like center or number one. I, like I don't get the terminology, but I get it a little bit. Um, but I don't thoroughly understand it for more my life because I want to, uh, the sinner. I don't know if that explains it very good. I think, you know, taking your spirituality into every area of your life where your core values, your integrity, your connection and all that stuff goes into every area of your life. Yeah. That makes sense. That's good. That's good. No um, comment on that. Nope. <laughs> all right. The last one is sometimes in a fight, you have to give in and let him win the battle. <laughs> Let's talk about that one. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. I saw that um, and I'm like, you know, that is true. Because come on, if you're just arguing for argument's sake, if you're just arguing so you can be right and your spouse can be wrong, you're in the wrong. Yeah. Are you arguing over the laundry? Are you threatening divorce over the laundry? That's really? it. That's it. Done. Done. We're divorce. Done. You folded that towel wrong. <laughs> I've always told you, you fold it in a three-way flap. You don't do it the way you do it. <laughs> you know, I actually it used to drive me crazy how you folded the towels. Yeah. But then I just reminded myself, like, is it really that big of a deal that you fold the towels differently than me? And I honestly, I like how you fold them better because they hang better on our small little towel rack. Yeah, exactly. Three fold. Not I can't fold. fold it that way. I have a hard time doing it, but I like how you do it. Yeah. So, so are you so focused on your way is the right way that you are going to argue, you are going to threaten divorce over something as stupid as the laundry? Yeah. If that's the case, you value, like examine yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what this reminds me of is like pick your battles. Yes. Because, yeah, obviously there's some fights that are not worth fighting. The laundry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, yeah. So picking your fight, um, you know, I think standing, if if it's going to be a heel that you're going to die on, <laughs> that means that it has to be something, like, so significant. Core value. That, yeah, that you're going to absolutely stand up for this. For example, let's just say that there's your your husband. Gets this idea of, you know what? I think an open relationship would be a good idea. And comes to you and says, you know what, honey? I think, uh, you know, we should really expand our ideas and, and really be open to, to other relationships and give ourselves permission. And, and, you, and you look at them like, 
What the hell are you talking about? That's a hill you can die on. That's a hill you can die on. Yeah, because that goes um, against your, your core values. Yeah. If you're uh, absolutely opposed to pornography, your spouse goes, hey, I think we should spice things up a little bit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and like go that way. And then, then, then you come to the hill that, that you're going to die on. But these other things of like non-important things, another important hill that you die on, your husband thinks that uh, we should whip the kids with the belt and we should whip them like 15 times. And uh, you don't think so. I think some of this stuff you should probably talk about before you got married yeah. and had kids. But, you know, you find yourself in this situation and now uh, here you are. Um, about to climb the hill that you're probably going to die on. So, you know, those yeah. kind of things I totally get. Um, and you shouldn't compromise on those things. Exactly. I, I heard a podcast one time. I don't remember what they called. It was so good. Um, is they didn't call it a core belief or core value or something, but it was, these are the things you stand firmly in belief in. And it's something you're not going to cross that line. Yeah. I wish I could remember how they said it because it was so good. I get um, it though. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, find that hill you'll die on. And those are the things you fight for. Absolutely. Not the laundry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, examine your life. Uh, you know, I challenge you in these, uh, these realms of relationship. That is your relationship with God. Uh, with your spouse, with your children, and with yourself. And, um, you know, are you constantly putting yourself in the, in the need to be rescued in these areas? Are you constantly showing up as the white knight trying to be the savior in this situation? And uh, to really examine those and decide how you want to show up. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely.